0: You need to update your resume, you need to put your key accomplishments, and don't be afraid to brag about yourself. I mean, (laughs) the difference in resumes from men to women I work with is astounding. It is such a big difference as far as let's brag about ourselves, and men have no problem doing that, but women, we need to empower ourselves to do that. No one ever thought we would be where we are, and you cannot rely on companies no matter how long you've been there. I've been working with people who've been there 29 years, 25 years, 20 years, as far as they're getting black out, go. they're got furloughed, they got laid off, whatever that may be, but there's no guarantee your job's gonna come back. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself and you cannot rely on them. doesn't matter if you're friends with the president of the company, the CEO, whoever it is, you have to look out for yourself and it's a great time to still be applying to positions and seeing what your other options are. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams.
1: Hello, thank you so much for joining the Mother Honestly podcast. My name is Kristen Hall. I'm the COO of Mother Honestly and graciously recording from Motor City Woman Studios here. It's a bright Sunday day, and I'm so, so thrilled to have Angela Buchelato of the Resume Rescue join me today on the podcast. And the Resume Rescue is a very interesting company that Angela and I have been um, friends for a while, and it's one that I've watched grow and recommended a lot of people to as it's done a lot of great work for their businesses and individuals personally. Um, So I'm so thrilled to have her on the podcast. So Angela, if you would be so kind, give our listeners a little bit of an overview of your background um, and how you came to form this great company.
0: Absolutely. So thanks for the wonderful intro, Kristen, of course. I actually started my career in recruiting. I've worked defense, automotive, manufacturing, or kind of like my baby, so to say, of what I've done. Um, a lot of, I've worked for big companies like Google, Microsoft, and everything in between. So why I started this business is I identified a me in the market where there's transitioning vets that don't that aren't given the right information. There's mothers that are going back to work that aren't given the right information. And there's just so many slimy companies out there that are just in it for the numbers. And I'm very open and honest with people I work with. And hey, I'll be honest with you and tell you what I like and what I don't like reason I actually decided to pursue this full-time is I got let go from my job after a beautiful two-week vacation from Italy so I decided that was life's way of pushing me into pursuing this full-time so I thought I'm a, on a good track to write a book one day but you know so the comeback good story of just helping others and advancing their careers and achieve their own goals.
1: And I loved it a lot of times some of the greatest growth and opportunities that we have come from some of those you know painful experiences so although you know, absolutely getting let go is a, is a, definitely a challenge. Um, I think you've really harnessed your unique powers that you have and kind of your skill set to really help others within the market and noticing something that was missing in the uh, recruiting space. So I know that a lot of our listeners are, um, you know, we find that either they're looking to start their own venture or they're you know in the same situation with we're in kind of the COVID period, unfortunately, that we are seeing a lot of downturn in the market with employers. Um, facing some tough, you know, financial decisions where they're letting go of individuals. Um, Let's first talk about those that are kind of let go from that that need to kind of update um, their resumes or they don't know where to start. What would you recommend?
0: So for instance, um, if someone wanted to work with me, I do give free consultations for working together, but get your resume updated. I mean, while you're sitting down and kind of I mean, what is this new normal? What does that look like? All of us are kind of trying to experience that. But in this downtime, instead of binge watching Netflix that I am guilty of as well, I want you guys to update your resume. Think of your accomplishments, especially from a woman perspective. We have a problem where we don't give ourselves enough credit. And Kristen, and I know you, you ladies do a wonderful job on all of your podcasts and all your posts about you know, empowering women to be all that they can be. You need to update your resume. You need to put your key accomplishments and don't be afraid to brag about yourself. I mean, <laughs> the difference in resumes from men to women I work with is astounding. It is such a big difference as far as let's brag about ourselves and men have no problem doing that, but women we need to empower ourselves to do that. And just talk to a significant other, talk to a mother, a friend, even a kid that you have of what your skill set looks like and how you can transfer that into skill set. But Companies are still hiring. It is obviously a lot slower than what it was before the pandemic, but just in the last week, I've had five clients I worked with all received offers. So we're, we're on the up here, but I just want everyone to encourage to apply and don't wait on your old employers to maybe bring you back. because Nobody knows when this is gonna be over and I wish I could say when it is, but just take the time to your advantage and let's have a conversation.
1: I think that's a great. Uh, you offer a great resource with the consultation, but you also offer kind of some great frameworks that you know women. We especially have a hard time where we don't want to come off as, you know, it's different when a man comes off as boastful or that. It's you know it's viewed as confidence, whereas for a woman it's viewed as arrogance or, um, you know, it's not necessarily viewed in the most profoundly positive way. Exactly. And I think that is something that we've seen, especially. Um, you mentioned that you work, you know, in tech and manufacturing. And automotive, those are very male-dominated industries that have a very different kind of framework sometimes in which they operate, and that you do have to be a very strong, oftentimes strong female, or have kind of the, um, you want to highlight those accomplishments. So I think that's a great way um, to highlight what you've done. And for a lot of our listeners, too, kind of switching gears a little bit, they're looking to make a change, whether or not they always had it in the back of their mind, or perhaps with kind of the COVID situation that they now have the opportunity, whether positively or negatively, they have the opportunity to make change. What do you recommend for those clients that you see that are trying to change from being um, one industry to another?
0: So there's a lot of transferable skills. A great example is automotive and manufacturing that just came off the top of my head they're the same environment. So if you work in a plan environment, it's the same kind of company runnings where either it's manufacturing, automotive, there's a lot of skill sets that are transferable. I mean, someone that has good communication skills, instead of saying like, oh, I'm a good communicator, you can say client relations, you can say vendor management, you can say that you mentor and train all new employees that are onboarded. It's not so much a matter of you know, it's, it is tough to transition to industries, but it's not unreasonable. I've seen resumes as crazy as someone that used to be a pastor get into supply chain. So there's everything out there and you never know unless you try. I mean, I'm not one of those, Kristen, you know this, I'm not one of those like, oh, you could do anything you want, but you really can and you don't know unless you try. The worst they can say is no, and that's okay, move on and find another company. But what I do with my clients is I always tell them, write a pros and cons list. Those pros list, what do you like to, what do you love about your job? So if it was me doing it, I love working with clients. I love the sales aspect. I love interacting one-on-one. What I dislike, I don't like being micromanaged. I don't like, I like working in teams. I don't like working autonomously, things like that. So what is a good way to do that? And How you can do that instead of, you know, pulling your hair out, trying to do it yourself talking to people. Talk to a good friend, a family member, whoever that is, because I found that they listen when you're uh, complaining about the same things over and over, and you know that's a con. Or when you get excited, you get that little uh, glimmer in your eye over a project you're ecstatic about. So that pros and cons list, which may sound old school, but it really does work, and you, it's kind of like a soul-searching method of you know what you like and what you don't like, and that can transfer over and, to any in industry.
1: I think that's a great point, and what I like there what you, you know, yet pros and cons have been around, but I think one of the things that we don't necessarily always do is have those discussions with those around us, because whether or not they are our greatest critiques and they're our greatest um, supporters, and it gives, you're giving people kind of a reading list to say, hey, this is my assessment of what I like to do or what I don't like to do, and I think to your point, yes, if I'm always complaining that I hate traveling, but I mentioned that I love traveling as one of the pros, you know, there's, there's uh, something there to dig further in, you know, if it's, what might that be? So I think that's a really good is having these sounding boards, whether it's within the family or a good, you know, colleague or a mentor. And I think a lot of people have, and, you know, I would love your take on this is, you know, as people are exiting companies or moving on to their next thing with COVID, you know, companies are still a really good sense if you're leaving on good terms, um, a really good, source of information you've spent a lot of time with that company I know there can be the feelings of it's a disappointment or it's hard to potentially you know with some of these tough decisions that companies are having to make with letting people go um what would you recommend as how to reach back out to companies or how to kind of end gracefully on those terms as you're looking to you know use them as a reference or not use them as a reference going forward
0: I always encourage everyone, well, first of all, everyone should be on LinkedIn. I don't have an endorsement through them, although I think I should, but everyone should be on LinkedIn. And if you can get a recommendation from that mentor, that friend at work, that boss, it shows on your LinkedIn profile too. And it's it's formal and it's still great, but it's not as uneasy of, oh gosh, where do we stand? A lot of companies are giving employees the, well, we're just going to see what happens kind of, you know, response, which isn't fair. I mean, people have families people have livelihoods i worked with a woman not too long ago about a month ago when this uh, really hit and she got let go insurance pulled like everything within 48 hours and she was blindsided by it so a lot of people are oh, wow. seeing it was it was crazy i still can't fathom how that happened but a lot of people are seeing that their company's true colors are showing just keep in touch too, but I do not want you to rely on them. I mean, if you would have asked me, I mean, Chris and you and I talked <laughs> right before the pandemic hit, of, oh, is this really going to happen? Is this not? And no one ever thought we, were, we would be where we are. And you cannot rely on companies no matter how long you've been there. I've been working with people who've been there 29 years, 25 years, 20 years, as far as they're getting let out, they're got furloughed, they got laid off, whatever that may be. But there's no guarantee your job's going to come back. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself and you cannot rely on them. Doesn't matter if you're friends with the president of the company, CEO, whoever it is, you have to look out for yourself. And it's a great time to still be applying to positions and seeing what your other options are. But still keep the relationship, but do not put all your eggs in one basket and assume you're going to be brought back.
1: I think that's a good perspective. I think, you know, as much as you can look, you have to look out for number one. And I think that's a lot of the times we've seen in other topics that we've discussed about women and negotiating your salary or asking for, you know, more flexible benefits. One, you don't know until you ask, but two, to your point, you have to advocate for number one. You, the company not, isn't necessarily going to be open to being, yeah, we're going to give you this extra $15,000 raise, but if you have work and you have documentation that aligns with it, absolutely make those changes. And so I think when people are looking at kind of these bigger pivots in their careers, we talked about going kind of similar in industry or industry, but what have you seen that's worked well for those individuals that are, like you mentioned, the pastor going from, you know, preaching to supply chain what might you recommend for those making a radical shift? And also, what, what do you do to address the gaps that are on resumes? It's always something that comes up with um, some of our parents where they've taken time off to care for their families um, but want to get back in the workforce. What have you seen and what do you think works well there?
0: So I have a few options that I like to do. A cover letter, although I don't love them, but the cover letter is perfect in regards to explaining the situation. I'm working with a woman right now who in a terrible car accident and had to be in physical therapy for two years that has a gap in her resume so what we did with her is we we addressed it like a job so we put the situation of the car accident put the dates and we explained what happened there other people i've worked with we do a cover letter that explains like hey i had a kid or i had multiple kids and i stayed home with the family and made the right situation i've had People move from state to state of when the economy took a downturn or moved right before the pandemic, but it's not a bad thing to have wanted to stay home. I mean, anyone that has a kiddo knows how expensive childcare is and it's ridiculous and it's just unfathomable how these companies operate in that regard. But it's, I, don't want, I don't want any of you guys to feel like it's a negative mark that you stayed home. When you identify that, and if an employer has anything bad to say about that, like, oh, you stayed at home, that's not a company you wanna work for. I'm sorry, but it's not. I've had plenty of friends who have had children in the past few years where one woman was able to work from home every Friday to be with her little one or was able to just rehabilitate, things like that. So you can, when you address it, it's great to see, and I'm still gonna give you a call. It's the people that kind of, oh, maybe someone won't see it, and I could get past it. That's not how you do it. (laughs) In recruiting, we are trained to find negative marks on a resume and that's going to be one. So, but it's not unreasonable of you. Okay. You had a kiddo, lots of people have kids. Like it's, it's reasonable for that, but just identifying that and pointing it out and being able to talk through your experience is great. I mean, being a stay at home mom is a full-time job. It's incredible what all these women do.
1: I, I know it's amazing. And I think it's, um, something that we've seen that definitely, I think people struggle with more than they should. So you brought up a great point then. Would you encourage individuals then if they do have a gap in their resume to be, uh, apart from the cover letter, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, do you encourage people to kind of uh, to bring that up top of mind and say, look, this is what I did. These are the, and kind of put an explanation around it. Or do you think it's one that we shouldn't put an explanation around?
0: I think an explanation would be good if it's just, you know, had a kid, that's okay. I mean, everyone knows or stay at home mom, however you want to label that. I once had a client who he took two years off to go travel the world with his terminally ill best friend. So she did unfortunately end up passing, but he spent two years traveling the world with her, doing everything on her bucket list while she was terminally ill. And to me, I still gave him a call, even though it was a two year gap, because he explained that. And I, I mean, I had an incredible story out of him. We ended up hiring him. He was one of my favorite clients I ever worked with. But it's, it's people. someone is out there willing to listen. And yes, it may take longer to find that individual, but you want to, it's pulled out for it. Don't take the first offer. If you feel uneasy, I tell people, trust your gut feeling. But when you identify that, there's, there's someone that can understand that or don't can feel it and you never know who the hiring manager is maybe the hiring manager just came back from maternity leave herself or himself if he was on paternity leave and things like that so there's an audience for you and you just want to identify who that right company fit is for you
1: I think that's a great perspective and I think a lot of times we're allowing the conversation where women are having a much bolder voice and addressing yep you know, there's a gap in my resume. This, but I have all of these transferable skills from a my time in whatever industry career that they were in, or I have demonstrated these kind of additional things that I've managed or handled that still demonstrate that necessary. You know what employers are looking for. I think we and we hit on it earlier that women need to advocate for themselves, and I think I am. Um, very like how you approach it both from being able to see on the recruiting side with hiring people in and looking at resumes to helping people write the resumes themselves. Um, one of the things I always like to ask our podcast guests, and it's changed a little bit given how you know we started the year, but it was my theme for 2020, is that we always ask you know, what, what big things are you up to personally or professionally? Um, and it may have changed a little bit with kind of the given dynamics of the world, but what are you hoping to still do either with the Resume Rescue in 2020 or personally?
0: So eventually, long term, I do want to turn my business into helping military veterans solely, um, or military spouses, they are given so much information that is incorrect. And I actually, when I did start recruiting, it was helping transitioning veterans find work. So my end goal of this business is to help that and I'm uh, getting my master's degree in military psychology to do that. But that's really my goals for the business in the next five years of really transferring it to doing all that. And but for the time being, we're gonna I take on any clients and love to see the different dynamics of individuals. I like to meet and work with.
1: That's perfect. And I think you know, veterans is not something we always get the opportunity to talk about on Mother Honestly. So, what are some things? You, know, you mentioned that there are a lot of inaccuracies or things that are told to veterans or that what are some of those that you could share with our listeners that we, you know, we have a lot of times the, the definitely the military spouses or that, that are handling kind of the home front on their own. Um, what could you add there?
0: So a lot of veterans, I mean, I've, I'm working with a few actually this week, and they are just given information as far as like, take off all your military experience, or even transferring it to a mother's side of, oh, take off all of this, or Oh, you traveled around with your husband who was active duty that looks bad you're a job hopper it's not i mean i have a special place in my heart for anyone in the military military moms military spouses everyone in between but don't let transitioning people people in those these programs tell you what to do talk to a professional like myself who's seen both sides of it i mean my boyfriend's in the national guard served active duty for 13 years and just it's it's insane to me how these These soldiers come out from being in the Middle East or all over the world in war zones, and they're more terrified of transitioning into a civilian job than they are when they were being shot at daily. So perfect going with Memorial Day yesterday, but just keep in mind, I mean, even from a hiring perspective, a lot of um, companies are like, oh, they don't have a lot. They don't have transferable skills. They've never worked in a corporate setting which is correct, but it's wrong as far as saying they don't have transferable skills. Can any branch of the military, they're specialized, specialized in a specific skill that works for what they do their entire career. So, um, but no, it's great, I I mean, when you see all that.
1: No, and absolutely, I think you brought up a good point on one where they're saying it's not a corporate. I think that's the fallback for a lot of entrepreneurs and why people kind of go away from corporate structures Unless people are born and bred in corporate, we keep saying, oh, well, you don't have these transferable skills or it's not the same. I think the military is probably one of the, the better examples we sometimes see of what we'd want corporations to be with in terms of discipline and loyalty to a job and understanding and rank and file that we sometimes don't see in corporations. Um, but I think it kind of points to the same thing is that you know, a lot of times we're not giving people necessarily the tools that they need to address some of these questions. You've hit on a lot of different topics of, you know, listing your key accomplishments and really bragging about yourself, showing that you, know, you talked about it on the transferable skill sets and kind of wording it differently, um, that there's a lot that can be done for anyone in any kind of facet of where they're at in life. Um, so Angela, one of the last things I wanna ask you is how can people connect with you? What's the best way to reach out to you, follow what you're doing, get these free consultations for their resumes, what would you recommend?
0: Absolutely. So I'm really big on LinkedIn. Um, If you're needing help on LinkedIn or that, you can find me based on the resume rescue I am on LinkedIn or my personal page is Angela Bucciolato, which good luck spelling that, but I'm sure Christine will give you the details (laughs) on that. But you can email me too, which will include all of that after this podcast and let's, let's have a conversation. I mean, it's a great time right now. Business is a little slower so if you're even have the itch to move, do it now. I mean, let's talk, let's see if it makes sense for you or if it doesn't, but um, no, looking forward to it. I mean, this was great. And I love opening any type of conversations in regards to any fears you have with the industry. And I will not sugarcoat anything for you. I will tell you straight up how it is So
1: I love it. And I think it's a great resource for all of those in our Mother Honestly community. Angela, thank you so much, so much for being a guest on the podcast. As we mentioned, we will include links to connect with Angela via email as well as the Resume Rescue online and on LinkedIn. And if you're looking for resume help or help with your LinkedIn profile, uh, definitely one to check out. Angela, stay safe. Stay well, stay ambitious, and we look forward to following you on your own journey um, and what the work you're doing with individuals, veterans, and more. So thank you so much for being a guest today.
0: Thank you for having me. Take care. You too, bye.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, Head on over to MotherHonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at MotherHonestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly, and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.